Very careful. It's not horrible. I mean, this is this is part of what we do. We highlight things. We talk about crime, and we need to talk about stabby things. It's a bit stabby. Yeah. Um, there was only one stab, though. Okay. So. <sighs> okay. I um. Yeah, I really love this theme. Like, really loved this theme. Like, had high hopes for this theme. <laughs> and um, was so bitterly disappointed that there weren't a bunch of websites dedicated to all the great mysteries solved by um, clairvoyance and uh, whatever yeah, else. You'd think they would like to lift up the, uh, the, uh, the examples where they actually have, you know, statements, proof, correlation, or just something for a win. Yeah, but instead I just came across so many random blogs where it's like, yes, there was this case with this woman who we won't disclose the name of, <laughs> and um, the psychic blah, 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 said that the, there will be an old church that's significant and the number 17 or the numbers one and the number seven, mm. um, and there will be water nearby and da, 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 <laughs> and... It was near a water and there was a church less than a kilometer away. And like, I'm just like, are you kidding? This is all crap. This is all complete and utter crap. Like, I want, I want something to convince me. Give mm -hmm. me something that's compelling that makes me go, oh, whoa. And mm. that didn't happen. But, um, yeah. Well, I might have something for you. Do you? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all a point of view from the sources and narration, of course, but okay. we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, so mine, well, first just, of all, welcome. Thank you. I was yeah. just going to say, uh, welcome, everyone, to uh, Crime by the Bar. Welcome. It's a gorgeous Tuesday. It is a gorgeous Tuesday. Today, we are talking about crime solved by psychics, it's or as our desperation made us updated to, crimes kind of possibly probably involving psychics i think that's a pretty accurate yeah. <laughs> description of what it is um <laughs> but thank you for joining us i'm mm -hmm. anna i'm Yunata. and shall we try to work out who's worst this week i'm, I'm already we thinking can... you are based on um probably yeah, yeah? so you, you had a minor minor spoiler on the general topic oh, did uh, I? Of mine i was struggling finding a case this week and we did a bit of um, general topic bouncing, like, oh, this name or this thing. But I think I might, like, okay, I have no idea what you're doing. Is it, like, gruesome or is it horrible? Like, um, mine is very sad and, but, like, sad and contained, I guess. Mine, mine's kind of sad and contained, but mm. mine is pretty clear cut. And we have a clairvoyant to thank for basically everything hey. like actually which is pretty cool and yeah i mean it's not a happy thing that happened but hmm. okay if we're going by the what was it gtc scale the gore the ghc gore GHC? horror and humanity no, gore, gore humanity and was it creep factor creep factor yes yes yeah gore humanity and creep factor <laughs> ghc i was thinking like thc um, 
TSC it's like the bit that gives us a buzz or makes us paranoid or puts us on a diner (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think i would like ghc is the uh ghc is to this podcast what thc is to weed fair enough (laughs) um (laughs) so (laughs) you're probably all here for it but it's not really something we want to massively talk about Um, (laughs) um so gore from the information i have it's fairly minimal Mm. um yeah it's not it's not the nicest of incidents but it's uh adult only so Hmm. that that helps and um you do know uh, i i actually don't remember i just i think you're doing something that involves a kid i am and that's genuinely all I remember. I'm sure when you say the name, I'll be like, ah, but I, I don't, I've read so many stories in the last uh, three or four <laughs> days that I really don't remember any, anything more about it. We'll, we'll see what happens though. Mm. Um, and what was the last one? Uh, creep factor. I don't think there's really any creep factor in this. Mm. Believe it or not. There's, well, okay. No, I just thought of something that's pretty creepy in it. Okay. There isn't that much creep factor in mind, but there is an open-ended question that <gasps> might be a bit... Mm. Oh, dear. Mm. Okay, I'm excited. No, I'm pumped. I, uh, whoa. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm scoring highly on the creep factor scale all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should downplay it. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've established uh, how we're doing this. Have we? I, well... You're, you have a kid. Okay, I have a kid. Yeah, true, true. I will go first. I'm I'm content with this one being the worst. Okay, tell me your story. <laughs> yes, it's crime time. So, my story, I will start with the name since... Um, well, I probably know it. Probably, yes. So, this is Terry Duaney Smith Jr., I remember yelling this name at you at a certain point. <laughs> yes. I, I don't. I don't remember anything about it. And then you made a comment about another name. I said was related yes. to it, and I, I really don't think I know. Mm. But anyway, mm. well, we'll get to that as well. So uh, Terry was an eleven-year-old boy. He lived uh, in Menifee, California. Not sure about the pronunciation there, but California, oh, at least. Feel free to let us know about mm. how badly that's uh, mispronounced. <laughs> uh, so he lived with his uh, mothers, uh, Shauna Smith and uh, Denise Bugna, Bugna, something along those lines. Okay. Uh, and he had two half siblings, which was Mary, who was 14, and Skylar, who was 16. Okay, so he's the youngest by a, I mean, fairly decent margin. Mm hmm. He was. So, on the... I'm just jumping straight in. On the 6th of July in 2013... Dun, dun, dun. Two days after Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, dear. Mm. So, on this day, it was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Terry disappeared. I don't like ones like this. Mm. So, this was... Uh, it's pretty sure that, okay, it was sometime during the Saturday evening that he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So Shauna, his uh, mother, had been out for the night. Uh, I think she was in some pool association or something, but out and then to the pub. Okay. You no know, biggie. His, uh, so Terry's brother had been babysitting him or basically keeping tabs at home. Yeah. Uh, she came home rather late. She didn't check on him during the night, so she didn't notice that he was gone until in the morning, I think 10, 10.30 on the Sunday. Oh, that's kind of heartbreaking, like... Yep. No blame, but 
you would be kicking yourself afterwards. Thinking, yeah, but if at the same time, like something sooner. Eleven years old, like as completely secluded in my own world, I was at that age. Mm-hmm. I was still fairly independent on that front, and you know, had a house key and was not checked you up on. You had a house key. I'm pretty sure it, it was relatively early due to the fact that I was like biking to school and stuff like that. So I don't think I had a house um, key. I think um, I don't know. Well, you know how I am with time. I might be misjudging a bit, but uh, I'm pretty sure I was slightly more independent at that stage. I remember uh, going back to my grandmother's house after school some days at about mm. 10 or 11 and climbing in through the tiny, tiny kitchen window because I didn't have a house key. <laughs> okay, that's I more creative. Yeah, but I, I broke plant pots and stuff. <laughs> like, what? What? What was the better? Well, anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if your if your house is broken into, it's better to have you know a cute little grandchild instead of. No, know, I think I was supposed to be there. That's that's why I'm making okay, this the, pace. I think I was supposed to be there. I don't know why. Then the breakages can't be. Um, you can't be held accountable for that. I guess. No, no, no. I uh, I glued them back together and uh, waited for the next person. Like badly glued them back together and then waited for the next person to touch it and then the whole thing falls to pieces and obviously it's not my fault. Um, but. Prit stick actually does the job, not for long, but I mean, as soon as you start adding water, the thing falls apart. But what's it called? Prit stick? You know the glue stick things that oh, are yeah, like yeah. solid. Yeah, that's the brand name that we used to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a side note, though, in the same house, I um, I was there alone, and it's like a really old house, like three stories. Well, really old. It's more than a hundred years old. So the whole house makes noises and it moves oh, course, and it backs onto some woods and um yeah, it's it's a really nice house, but it's also kind of scary, especially mm. when you're like seventeen or sixteen or whatever yeah. age I was. And I was there and I was on my own and for some reason decided to watch some awful horror movie alone. <laughs> and um and even going up to the top floor in my bedroom was freaking me out because the floorboards creak and oh, you can hear the wind howling and the, the trees are moving and there's shadows and there's like <laughs> this big double height window at the top of the first set of stairs so you mm. can like see out towards the woods. And um, I was so freaked out. I brought a knife with me to bed and kept it beside my bed. I was that oh. freaked out. Um, I was sure I could hear someone in the house. I was so sure of it. Like, I, I remember the movie I watched, don't judge me for this, but Gothica with Halle Berry. Um, it was a really bad horror movie, and I don't watch I horror movies. I think I've seen it, but... I was edgy. I was so edgy. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I managed to get to sleep, and the next morning I got up to go to school, and um, and there's this um, bathroom on, on the first floor, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you walk past... Um, a a spare bedroom to get to it I went into the bathroom and whenever I came out someone came out of the bedroom and I freaked out but I also wasn't expecting it and it turned out my brother had broken in in the middle of the night climbed (laughs) over the garage roof broken in through a window in that bedroom and had been walking around the house upstairs and I don't know what his logic was in not telling me that he was there but I really started panicking quite a lot like it was all very overwhelming coming out of the bathroom having gotten over all me being irrational and everything else and then he's standing there going and i'm like 
<laughs> and I was right to bring a knife to bed and I could have stabbed you. And I, I was just going to say it was good for him. You didn't actually stab him. I know. Was, yeah. Can you imagine? Mm. Sorry, Mum, you probably don't know this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably told you the tame version where I didn't bring a knife to bed and sit there <laughs> waiting for this psycho to come through the bedroom door. I mean, it is proactive oh. and constructive. I, I Who breaks into your house in the middle of the night and doesn't even give you a heads up? Well, anyone that's breaking in. You Why probably... didn't he just knock the front door? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awful. Anyway, so... Dear, dear, I can't remember his name now. Terry. Terry wasn't noticed missing until the morning. Exactly, yeah, because, um, like I said, his mother had been out and uh, she checked in the morning. She noticed she immediately had a freak out, I imagine, and then yeah. called the police once they realized, his no, mother, we have no clue. Two mums. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. This is just a, a Shauna is a biological uh, mother. And then. Oh, uh, we're doing this, are we? We're doing biological and we're doing adoptive. I thought you literally just asked. No, I... Sorry. I oh. No, 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 I, I, I misunderstood. <laughs> oh, no, no, it, it is... Uh, Shauna was the biological mother and, uh, like, they both... Uh, Shauna and uh, Denise. Yes, Denise. Um, they both, uh, when they uh, entered a partnership, they both had uh, kids with them. So that's why half-siblings... Uh, oh, so. I thought... Um, I thought each of them brought an older kid from a previous relationship and then it was like a blended family thing and he was from them being together. To be honest, I didn't dig that far. The The main fact I have is that uh, Terry was only half sibling with uh, Mary and Scholar. Uh, so that might have, might have been oh, from another front or so. No, 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 no. You're, you're probably totally right then because mm. it would be a step and a half otherwise, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Shauna was the one who uh, did that, and um, then they called the police. Um, this was, I mean, due to the age and I'm assuming location, it was a pretty uh, safe neighborhood from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. They uh, took it very seriously. They started a big search immediately, uh, like the very first day on the, well, the Sunday, uh, with like helicopters, bloodhounds. Uh, bloodhounds? Apparently. Oh, don't pet the dogs. They're working. <laughs> yes. And dozens of volunteers uh, came and helped as well. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't find uh, anything on the first day. They continued on like Monday and Tuesday. They got no leads in spite of like, at this point there were like hundreds of volunteers and they were just covering the entire area looking for Terry. However, on Tuesday, Pam Ragland. Yeah. Ah, this is, is the name, name I know. Yes. This is the name I know. <laughs> From a different, uh, different angle, I guess. A um, apparently called a quantum psychic. Uh, I don't know what that is exactly. Yeah, she's been going a bit back and forth on titles and what she called herself. She has mainly been uh, working through like um, novel behavioral change therapy ish, like uh, removing addictions through what she called quantum thought shifting. Oh, so she works in bullshit. It okay no it's I it could just be like I don't know whatever the the mental equivalent is of 
using your mind as a vision board or yeah something like that but uh, she oh, she was it could uh, be oh shit what is that called i was going to call cbtv but that's not it um <laughs> ah, cognitive behavioral therapy cbt mm. yeah, yeah. it's it's like a holistic version of that maybe or an alternative version of that Something like that. I haven't read into her methodology. I checked her website briefly, but she has also changed her focus a little bit, I think. Mm, interesting. Um, but uh, she was more into uh, back then being, you know, uh, trying to help with things like this and focusing on uh, her being very intuitive, let's say. I think some people have amazing intuition mm. and I don't think all of it can be explained, but... Let's let's see. Let's see how we go. Let's see what happens. Yes. So Pam was um, uh, not like looking for this, but on the Tuesday she was watching the news when they covered this, mm-hmm. and she got a feeling that she knew where Terry was. Bum bum bum. To quote her, well, I mean, quote this was an interview way after the fact, but um, mm-hmm. I got this flash and I saw the boy laying under a tree. I thought he was sleeping. There was a dirt road, and I saw this distinctive building. So she was talking a bit about what she saw. Did she draw? She did not draw. What she did was, once she had this flash, mm-hmm. uh, she called her daughter, whom mm-hmm. she described as also being very intuitive. And then they called the sheriff department's tip line. Ah, cool. So according to Ragland... Uh, the authorities asked her to come and assist. Oh, wow. Well, okay, according to her, right? Yes. Got it. I'm going to um, choose. Okay. <laughs> so she brought her two daughters and uh, drove out. Did she bring her, her dogs and her clairvoyant cat? and? Just the daughters, actually. No? Mm-hmm. Okay. You think if, if you're making it a family road trip, you may as well bring them all. I do like the thought of a clairvoyant cat, or maybe they all are. It would be anyway. so cool. I showed you a picture of the dog in the crystal ball from yep. my story, and yeah, I don't. But think... you did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that was amazing. Don't it was apologize. a left time though. The dog didn't uh, do the readings. Okay, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, but they did actually manage to get an off-duty firefighter to. Um, I don't know if they contacted uh, this guy or what happened, but mm-hmm. he drove them around while they were searching and following her continuous visions because she got more as they were going. Okay. After a while, they came back to the uh, Smith's property and the firefighter helped convince the family to let them all in. Wow. Okay. Which is, yeah. Uh, Good and, job, Mr. Fireman. Yeah. yeah. So they were in on the estate they had. There was a lot of ground, both in the technical property and connected. Mm-hmm. So they walked around, and after a while, they found a tree. Mm-hmm. And one of her daughters saw a lump in the ground nearby the tree. Oh, and this turned out to be the top of Terry's head sticking out from a very shallow grave. Wow, that's pretty horrible. Yeah, the the actual route there and what she and the daughter said that has been quoted in different ways every time I've read it. So, okay, um, not going into details, but decided to go with though. A body was found. They later confirmed it to be uh, Terry as well. That's horrible. I was hoping you would say they find him. I don't know. Unfortunately, not chess with a bunch of people in the park. No, that that would have been a lot better. 
but from what we can see here, like, yeah, the body was found here. And they, it took a while. They managed to confirm that it was Terry. And they called off all the search and, you know, start organizing. There was a big drive to help them organize a, you know, funeral, memorial service, all that. So the police were conducting a lot of interviews after this. And it took some time, but they did like through the interviews and some more uh, evidence that popped up, they kind of pointed it down to the fact that Skylar, the older brother, mm-hmm. was well, primarily involved, if not in the death, then in the covering it up. No. So the following year in August 2014, mm-hmm. uh, Skylar did admit to uh, voluntary manslaughter. He had initially been charged with murder, but... Uh, but he's a kid as well. It can still be a murder charge. I'm guessing that the verdict would change. Yeah. Uh, but he took a plea deal and it was downgraded. So he did plead guilty. And um, yeah, his mother was quite um, uh, distraught over that. Just the fact, the reality of, you know, him actually... You killed not my admitting kid. ...not that. The thing is, we don't know exactly what happened. What we do know is that Terry died from blunt force trauma to the head. But what happened during the evening is very unclear. And since uh, Skylar was a minor, there weren't that many details released. Yeah. Um, And it also sounded, at least the period around and after the trial, that the mother didn't quite know what happened either. So if they got a, a confession through him or so, that was not shared. Maybe he was not keen on talking about that too much. Yeah. But the mother believed it to be an accident during, the, I know, playtime or something, and that he uh, kind of panicked and tried to hide the body after he where, died. Uh, why was he buried where he was buried? Do we know? We don't know. Like it would have been an accessible spot, and if there were like a, a bit of wide ground and some trees here and there, then maybe the kid just panicked and tried to bury him somewhere out of sight. Not out of sight enough not to notice a lump. Yeah, that's also the thing. So Denise, after the uh, trial was done, also stated that there was no way the body could have been in that shallow grave um, since the Saturday when he disappeared without anyone noticing. Uh, Like partially entire search parties and the police dogs and everything. And they had gone through the area apparently. And uh, Denise was quoted to say, the body wasn't there for three days. Bottom line, I know my property. I know my dogs. There's no way two cadaver dogs could have missed that. So any theories on that? That's really freaky. No. Like I said, they didn't give that many details on what actually was brought to light during the trial. And um, I think Shauna kind of wanted to more put it behind them, but... I don't know if he was moved, well, first just hidden, then realized this is not a good solution when they're doing all of this searching. I need to, like, properly bury him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of rough. So Skylar was, in the end, sentenced to 12 years uh, juvenile detention center. Um, but as the law stands with minors and such, mm-hmm. he will be released when he's 23 
So that would be, I think it's one and a half or two years left in that case for him. I think so. Yeah. I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm No, <laughs> me neither. I'm concentrating uh, on my cocktail more than... <laughs> no, the last update I saw was they tried to um, have his case reassessed and have him out earlier, but apparently really? the case was uh, upheld. Um, I'm I'm so mixed about these things because on the one hand I think kids are naturally less culpable for um, mistakes but on the mm. other hand if you can do that sort of thing as a kid mm. what does that say not true it, it totally depends on the crime though mm. I think anyone can have an accident but that's the thing I think that the main crime here like there might have been some point where he was putting him in danger or yeah being culpable in that way but I think the main thing would probably be the covering it up but at the same time he was convicted of well they he was charged with murder and convicted of manslaughter so they must have had more evidence there as well yeah Mm. but yeah so so psychic Sally what is her name Pam Ragland she she thinks she solved the case uh oh yeah she um well I guess she did a little bit yeah if yeah like yeah it's hard to corroborate these things uh and also building was the distinctive building so that was described apparently as uh, like a shack outside of their property before they went and asked for permission to uh, go in Mm -hmm. but yeah there were a lot of uh actually not too vague but um it was like no no said this specific thing and of course meant this like you said like behind the shop and of course they made all oh, behind that supermarket or something but i also don't know how, what the area looks like so i mm. couldn't really poke on that too much and is pam the same one who lost her psychic powers years later exactly you told me about this and it took me a while to realize that it was the same psychic involved here uh, so you told me about pam ragland who apparently well the, to be fair it was a very let's say subjective um, article talking about her psychic powers and how she supposedly lost them. Um, you probably know this better than me. I just I, I don't remember it. anymore. No, I don't. Uh, it was something like she was um, probably in conjunction or after this as well. She was taking a lot of... Um, Hallucinogenics, I imagine. <laughs> no? <laughs> taking a lot of requests for help with missing oh. people. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, Find I, whatever she was about. doing that and playing up on the, you know, intuition and slightly um, yeah supernormal uh, what am I call it? Yeah. But at a point she kind of stopped and she was dealing partially through her Facebook page and through other things and it was a very apparently a very clear line between when she was dealing with the flashes and vision and when suddenly she was more coordinating help like oh if you have any tips on the whereabouts here talk to this person and we'll see what we can investigate so it was um doesn't sound great kind of turned off that uh, focus or aspect at least i i wonder how you charge people whenever you're doing this for money do you do it by the hour or do you do like a no win no fee thing or do you do i'm pretty sure they don't do any no win no fee um but um, it would probably improve your reputation then that it would that it would like but, if, mm. if you're not charging anyone they're probably not going to care that you didn't fix it and you wasted a shitload of time but if you take their money and don't give them any information then it's it's not great well 
Yeah, but now I'm just going on the evidence of like people who have lost a lot of money to psychics and um, you'll probably run across this as well. I think it was the Welsh Police Department for something they spent some ridiculous amount of money yeah. chasing leads from a psychic yeah. at some point. There were so was many little with stories a like that. Or something like that. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I uh, um, there were so many stories like that. There was um, a specific police department within England that had um, spent 20, like, and, and they, they didn't have a big budget. They spent 20K on mm. um, following one lead from one psychic on one case. Mm. And there was a massive outcry. And then I think the same year, the Ministry of Defence had to admit they'd spent 17K on, um, <laughs> on looking at something to do with uh, whether you, whether people could predict where a mystery object was like it, it was very coded wording but, but it was like if if a essentially yeah. can a psychic tell where an object is if we hide it in a room somewhere let's mm. do some tests and they spent seventeen thousand on proving that uh it wasn't a useful line of uh inquiry or a useful um method to be fair like the academic in me feels that i'd rather do that than yeah, just like i mean chucking money at someone who's like valid. i have a feeling yeah, like I said, I would not have prioritized that, but it's still, you know, if it was properly conducted, it's mm -hmm. valid research and that's yeah. something. Yeah, um, I, I always think it's cool when people open themselves up to tests like that as well, but Darren Brown also did some of those and, <laughs> and did a really good job in them, um, mm. like passing some of these scientific tests to, to prove whether or not you're, um, you can see through objects or predict with feelings or what, mm. whatever, um, like someone's in one room selecting a specific box and you're in the other and you have to have a mental connection with them to work out what box they're selecting. True. And he did a really good job on stuff like that, but he also explained how he did it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I quite like it. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that, that was my main crime. It was rather short, <laughs> but it was the closest I could get to um, some kind of definite involvement, at least, which sounded like leading to hey, a win. Okay, definitely not a win, but leading to progress in the case, at least. Well, I, I have one that we can, yeah, put mm. almost everything down to it. I'm looking forward to hearing that. But before you launch into your story, I was wiggling a finger in the air for you mm -hmm. lovely listeners. One thing that I stumbled across and just felt kind of weird with the timing do you remember uh, Corinne Rainey? Yes. Did you know there was a psychic involved in the investigation? I did read a little bit about this. Oh, okay. okay. No, it's but tell, 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 tell. <laughs> I, I decided to not involve it last time. Oh, that, that was probably for the best. Like, it, it, it seemed a bit weird, but yet again, we, there was actually something of a statement here, even though they didn't confirm it. But apparently we had Debbie Malone, an Australian psychic, slash medium, uh, who stated in a book she gave out on. A lot of psychics write books, I've noticed. Um, yeah. I've realized of late. Uh, so in this book, she stated that the police investigating the murder of Corinne Rainey mm -hmm. from last week's mystery, if you remember. Yeah. She stated that the police investigating the murder approached her for information after she claimed to have uh, made an unexpected contact with Miss Rainey after her murder. Didn't go anywhere, though. 
Not really, no. <laughs> not really. Um, they have no conviction. They have no new evidence. They have nothing. <laughs> so I think this was... Um, uh, she stated that this involvement was a year after the murder, so that was like way before all the messier things happened in that well, case. Well, it was just as it would, would have... Um, no, they were still two years away from charging him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might have been closer to the, you know not really thought through comment of like, oh, we have one indefinite suspect. Like, oh, great. I, I have a feeling, by the way. <laughs> I have a feeling it was. Like, yeah, wonderful. What I could uh, read from excerpts of the book <laughs> and everything here was, uh, so apparently, according to Malone, the police gave her um, uh, Miss Rainey's diary. Oh, to use as I an hope they didn't. Energy source. She goes back and forth between saying she didn't read it, she barely read it, and then saying, like, oh, no, that information was not in the diary. Um, <laughs> you creepo. Well, so much uh, for low on the creep factor. Well, I mean, this isn't Oh, yeah, crime. this is separate, sorry. <laughs> this is just follow-up from last week. Uh, so, no, she, she tried to use that to properly communicate with um, Corinne again. Mm. And uh, apparently also, I'm saying apparently a lot here. Sorry about that. Um, we're skeptics this is this has made it really abundantly clear that we are skeptics and even regardless of doubt on the general psychic topic i'm having a bit few doubts about this statements from the book in general <laughs> but apparently two detectives accompanied uh, malone debbie to where the abandoned car was found and also through the track in the king's park uh, oh. and all that and Debbie was quoted saying, like, just listing a lot of stuff from Corinne. A lot of it was, was focused on how much she loved her kids and stuff like that, which was repeated a lot, which was probably true. That's fine. Um, but I think most mothers wouldn't admit to not loving their kids, though. So. That's probably true, true. But so Debbie said, she showed me that she drove a silver vehicle and that she was extremely upset about her children. It's interesting. They they did mention it was a silver vehicle in all the news reports mm -hmm. and when they showed footage of where the vehicle was found. Sorry, Debbie, I'm skeptical. And then also, she then began to show me how she had died and I felt a very sudden pain in the right-hand side of my head. Hmm. Which, well... I mean, that's accurate. Well, apart from the suffocation being buried alive theory. Uh, yeah, but... There, there was she a was hit, bopped yes. on the head first. True, true. This we know, but yeah. If I feel that even as a ghost, if you were buried alive, I think that would stand out a bit more than the. But she was unconscious, so it probably was kind of calm. Mm. The bit that's traumatic is when you're when you're whacked on the head with something. If I don't know why so. am if I standing so. up for Debbie. I don't know why I'm standing <laughs> up for Debbie. Debbie, no, 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 no. Well. <laughs> Uh, in the end, the um, was it West Australia or Western Australia? Western Australia. Western Australia. Yeah. Uh, police spokesman Neil Stambury mm -hmm. uh, declined to respond to her assertions. Uh, I mean, after he the fact. He didn't say the, no, though. No, that's the thing. He also, well, okay, what was listed in the article I read was um, he neither categorically denied that the detectives involved uh, Malone in the investigation. And there is a very general quote, but it's still more generous than a lot of police departments, mm -hmm. which is uh, the WA police does not use psychics or seek their services. 
However, if any person contacts police with what they believe is important information about a crime, we will consider what they have to provide. That's quite good. Mm. Yeah, I'm well, quite I impressed. But, but yeah, no, I just liked the side note. I wasn't sure if you were aware, but of course you're aware because you're the master researcher. Um, <laughs> but just seeing Corinne immediately after, like, oh, hello. Yeah. So yeah, that's my crime and my side note. I like it. <laughs> I like it very much. Well, oh, that sounds creepy now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's fine to like. I, I, the retelling of a crime? I'm not sure where we're going. You chose something very good for the episode. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, and also thank you for the help with that. No problem. So, Ooh, dear. for now we're going to drop some stuff on the floor and we're going to recenter ourselves. Yeah. And Let me, uh... then we get more crime. Okay. Are we ready? I think we're ready. We have we have topped up on refreshments, stretched our legs. We're ready for more crime. We have. Mm. So I would love to hear your story for this week. Yeah, okay. Well, in our true... Well, in, in our typical tradition. Um, that doesn't work at all. No. And your face is saying, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> as is tradition, I will ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. Um, have you heard of Derek Marnie? I have not, actually. Or Jane Braden? No. Okay. Um, or Star Randall Hansen? No, but it sounds like I should have. Star Randall Hansen, I assume that is not his birth name. Oh. Um, but we will get on to that. Um, I just found out that Prince's birth name was Prince. So Really? Well, Prince something something. That is so cool. I had no idea. Hmm. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> well, that's distractingly nice. Terribly sorry. <laughs> no, it, no, no. it was all on topic with... Um, I know, looking around for crimes, there was a lot of noise on the internets from some psychic who was very adamant the prince was murdered and that his Imagine. killers needed to be brought to justice. Well, what are they doing to do that? Uh, posting Jane. videos on YouTube, I think. Oh, mm. let's watch them later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to take you to Brighton in England for Ooh. this one. And it's pretty recent, so... It was a Monday uh, on the 4th of May, 2015. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Really recent. Well, pretty recent. Um, when two police officers found Derek Marnie's body slumped against a radiator in the kitchen of his flat. He had an eight-inch kitchen knife next to him, and the post-mortem, which happened that Thursday, mm. established that the death was from a single six-inch stab wound to the side, and it had punctured vital organs. Hmm. He had been dead for ten days. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, whenever I read six inch stab wound, I, I'm reading it everywhere and I was trying to get the court transcripts and I can't. And I, I signed up for several websites, which are quite questionable to try to get them. And I couldn't. <laughs> Do you think that six inches deep or wide? Oh, definitely deep, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wide would be ridiculous. But if you have an eight inch knife, is that that's not including the hilt and the handle and all that, is it? Maybe it's six inches to the hilt. Because yeah. I imagine if you stab someone, you stab them to the hilt unless you face resistance. Yeah. Well, although, well, have you ever tried cutting a joint of meat? It's a bit harder than you might think. 
And most well, people's... I, I don't really cut it. I chop it, I guess. But that's but... the thing. Even that, you can face resistance. Yeah. But if you like... St- wow. I'm getting very... <laughs> very graphic in your head. Yeah, but... Uh... Um... <laughs> How do, how do I segue to this? Basically, um, the only reason the officers were there mm-hmm. is because of Jane Brayden. Oh, I should have asked. I'm sorry to interrupt, but normally when I ask questions too early, you're like, no, no, we'll get there, we'll get there. But uh, I should have asked because it, do, it was very much a lead. No, 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 we, it, this is fine. <laughs> but there was very much a lead up of like, just like, no, no, the how police went know? in and they discovered a body, like, Shouldn't they have been expecting something if they were going in? Well, they did a bit because of our good friend Jane. Jane Braden is the owner and the reader at JJ Terrett, um, Mm. which is on the seafront in Brighton. Still there. 20 quid for a 20-minute reading. Bargain, maybe. Uh, 30 quid for a 30-minute reading. Um, That's very reliable rates, I suppose. Yeah, those are the current rates. Um, I don't know what they were (laughs) back then, but I imagine they haven't changed that much. Um, she's actually had the business since 1993, hmm. so she's not new to this game. And she first knew that she had a special ability when she was about 10 and she started knowing whenever classmates' coat buttons were going to fall off before it actually happened. Yeah, of course. This is what she's quoted as saying. Mm-hmm. No judgment. Um, <laughs> so on this particular Monday, she... Um, so the tarot business she has, she doesn't do appointments. She's actually open every day of the week, but mixed hours like full full time hours mm-hmm. on uh, the weekends and limited hours on weekdays so just random drop in uh, yeah. changing hours N- no there's standard hours but mm. you you just drop in and if there's a queue you take a seat and you wait okay and she has a sign up to say if if she's doing a reading or not mm-hmm. so this guy star randall hansen who was at the time 49 and unemployed came in for a double reading he was listed as living at a dress nearby and Yeah, so he came in and asked for a double length reading, which she said is very rare because usually she she only needs 20 or 30 minutes to go through the whole 10 cards. They only Mm -hmm. select 10 cards per reading. Extra time doesn't mean extra cards. It just means more nattering. Mm -hmm. So Star Randall Hansen had um, joined uh, a local spiritualist church a couple of years before, so was quite familiar with the whole thing. He'd been to see her maybe six months previously. Um, And it was an issue back then with a a colleague that he wasn't very happy with. He was working in a school. Like, the whole thing was quite strange. A colleague at day job, nothing in the church. Yeah, it was colleague day job. And, um, yeah, I was quite surprised that she shared this information in an interview. And it's like, wow, you'd think you'd have some degree of confidentiality if you're going to see someone for card reading, but okay. Hmm. But yeah, he he asked for his double-length reading. She said he put his 40 pounds down and said, I've got a lot to talk about. First of all, she he pulled the, the what she describes as the blasted tower, but I think it's just the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, she said it means lots of arguments, lots of bad feelings. It's it's not just a door slamming row. It's really bad news. Okay. The second one he pulled was the emperor, which she said was traditionally signifying leadership or creating order out of chaos. But he's the dominant male. It can be really good if it's to do with business and and success. But depending on where it's pulled, it can be considered to be kind of yeah not not so good. It can make it a little bit. Can make you seem like a bully hmm. and the last one she pulled 
was the devil card and she said that's what set him off he looked at it and began sobbing he kept saying it's awful it's really awful she was basically expecting something like that yeah um she said whenever he came in she could tell there was something wrong and Mm. wasn't good and da 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 but she she said in court that I said, look, I can see that it's not good. You need to tell me everything. And the combination of those three cards, she said, with the devil, it because it's such a dishonest card, it, it signifies trickery, like you've been doing something you shouldn't have in con- combination with the other ones. It's like bad thing, trickery, and um, dominant male. So the jig was up. Mm. She knew. She knew, apparently. <laughs> and he knew she knew. Um, if any of them had been picked on their own, it would have been fine. But together, it's it's a mess. Um, so she didn't even draw the rest of the cards. Um, he basically broke down and said he killed someone. And really, yes. And <sighs> she she said, "Yeah, I know it's okay, more or less." And mm. asked him if it was okay if she got a notebook and uh, wrote it down. Um, <laughs> she. With them, with the cards she pulled, she said they were they were saying that she needed to share it. Was it okay if she shared it? She thought it was maybe good if she let the police know. <laughs> um, so she called the police, and hey. and he he was okay with it. But the call handler didn't take it seriously and downgraded the call to non emergency, um, oh. and didn't inform the police for almost an hour, and huh. yeah, and even said whenever she was on the phone. You need to keep them there. They're, they're, you know, they're going to be quite a while because it's this isn't this isn't critical. Yes, a murder confession shouldn't be ranked high, no. No, apparently it's all nonsense. But at the same time, if someone called you and said, "Hi, I'm doing a tarot reading," and some guy killed some guy, it doesn't sound great. It doesn't, but I mean, when you have a literal confession, you can, you know, put. If I was like, "Yeah, we did a tarot reading. This guy confessed to murdering someone." You'd think. Yeah. But no. I would. And I still do, to be honest. It's non-emergency. <laughs> she said, I I think I thought they would be here in maximum of 15 minutes. Um, so she, she went back in, um, asked Star if he wanted a drink. And he he said, yeah, I'd really love a water. And the, the place she works out of is like this tiny little... It's almost like a converted col- um, corridor with like, a, okay. it, it, there's no space at all in it. There's no sink. There's no kitchen. I don't think there's a bathroom in it. Um, mm. So she had to go to the shop next door to get a bottle of water. And she um, she just said to them, like, don't ask, but please can I have a bottle of water? And she said she didn't want anyone to raise the alarm. Don't know why she didn't just pay for it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she went back in and gave them the water and they sat chatting. She closed the door. She should um, have had $40 at that. So. Yeah, he just paid her, unless they do the paying at the end. No, he, she said he paid her. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she she asked him a whole bunch of questions about how he'd stabbed his victim. And he, he said that it was with a kitchen knife. And she asked, you know, did you leave the knife in him? No. Like, so they'll find it in the floor in the kitchen? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And she's making notes on it. And then he got a little bit upset. So Good then she... Her, yeah. The, the notebook, I really like. Yeah. yeah. I know. And... He got a bit upset, so she changed the subject and started talking about the weather and started talking about other things, how it's going, asked about other relationships in his life that are going better than clearly this one has. <laughs> and, um, yeah, 
kept him kept him talking. He even was telling her that it, the body had been there for ten days since the Friday, the week before, which was the start of oh. a bank holiday weekend. And um, but yeah, she she made notes. She was very friendly and nice. She was later asked by a journalist if she was scared. This guy is big, like he mm. is a big, massive guy, and um, he's forty nine, so he's not. You know, he's pretty physically intimidating. He's in decent enough shape mm-hmm. and she's not a big lady. But yeah, she was asked by a journalist, was she scared? And she said, why would I have been? I could see from the cards that he was no threat to me. But later on, she said she didn't know about the ferocity of the attack until the court case. And she hadn't seen him doing any of that. She thinks that um, the victim had contacted her spiritually. So she said that Derek Marnie had um given her a, a vision if you like an image in her head of his body and uh that the, it, he was sort of slumped in the kitchen and his in her head and that was all she saw she didn't um see anything violent she said obviously the spirits protected me from all of that so good for her um, i kind of prefer the i saw in the cards that i was in no danger the other interesting thing in a different interview was she said, I had my truncheon given to me by a trusty police officer and a screamer alarm. So, I mean, kind of conflicting. Not scared well, because of the cards, but also if he went for me, then I have something to bop him with. So she named the truncheon on the screamer was it the alarm? alarm. I imagine it's like one of those rape alarms where you yeah, pull yeah, the yeah. thing out and it's like, mm. yeah. I don't name those after powerful spirits and. No, she named them in a totally separate interview. Oh, she did tell the names. Uh, oh, no, 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 she didn't name the spirits. Sorry. No, no, no. I meant like the spirits are protecting me. Like, yes, we have spirit with Jim, A, spirit B. With Billy the Italian. It's Jim, <laughs> always Jim. <laughs> always Jim and Billy. If the truncheon's named Jim, then the alarm has to be named Jim as well. You know. This. I mean, saying I have a truncheon and a um, screamer alarm is pretty earthbound for someone who's uh, such a mystic. I'm, I'm somewhat disappointed by that. Why would you need this? I mean, they. she might be attacked before she managed to read the cards in the morning. Yeah, but she can predict buttons. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If a completely naked person is also... Uh... I, have a, I have an anecdote about a naked person and spirits Yay. later, so we'll, we'll, we'll move on swiftly, but I'll come back to it but yeah she even went into the detail of discussing the relationship um star had with derek mm-hmm. and the living situation because even though he was registered at a certain address which was like a mile or one point what well, was it was a bit over a mile so it was like 1.7 kilometers away okay. um from derek's house he had been living with derek for the last at least few months oh, okay. um derek was 70 and they slept in the same bed, but apparently didn't have any kind of sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. There were some suggestions later of um, unwanted, I think it was being approached in a sexual manner in an unwanted way or something like that. Yeah, which Star said of Derek mm. it was all a bit sketchy. But yeah, she, she asked all the questions about his living situation, how, how he got on with Derek, what the story was there and took up all these notes like they were sitting there for more than an hour because the police you know didn't even know about it at this point um and yeah while they waited they laughed about how long the police were taking to respond um Mm. while she took more notes about the relationship he had with um with Derek and all sorts of other aspects of his life later detective chief inspector paul ramirez 
um, of Surrey and Sussex Police Major Crime Team said mm-hmm. Starr had been living at Marnie's flat for several months, apparently on good terms. They'd first met also through the um, Brighton Brotherhood Gate Spiritualist Church. Um, the relationship seems to have had some problems culminating in a dispute of some kind on the day that Marnie was killed. Obviously, that's the tower card. Yeah. We can tell. <laughs> so Starr was in the kitchen when Derek Marnie came in. Starr was insisting in court that the fatal injury took place when Derek came in unexpectedly. He said that he had accidentally stabbed um, Derek when he turned around quickly with the kitchen knife in his hands. But that didn't make sense with any of the forensic evidence. No. The police chief said our investigation, including the forensic evidence, showed that um, his statements were contradictory. What is kind of sad is the first trial, Starr had refused to give any evidence or cooperate with his defense team. So the trial completely fell apart and they had to do a second trial. So um, Derek's family had to go through the whole thing twice. But by the end of the second one, it only lasted two weeks. He was convicted of um, murder, was given life imprisonment, no consideration for parole for at least 15 years. And... Mm. Yeah, it was it was pretty wrapped up. But you said he wouldn't cooperate with his defense. He wouldn't cooperate with his defense. Wouldn't that make a trial easier for the prosecution, <laughs> I think? Or No, because um you you need to have adequate representation. If you're not yeah. cooperating, then you can't go ahead with the trial. Yeah, well, I mean, there are so and okay, this is just me absorbing from all manner of probably not that factual media, but mm-hmm. Like, if it's technically possible to represent yourself, you... But he was refusing to do that as well. Yeah, that's weird. Isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was confused. He's like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Like, great, well, something's going to happen. Nope, 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 nope. Hmm. But, I mean... It was, it was pretty quick once they got the second trial rolling. Um, interestingly, by the way, uh, Derek Marnie was also a psychic medium. Well, yeah, they, they met through the church thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, he, he was held in pretty high regard and um, apparently he worked with a lot of people with uh, suffering from drink and drug issues and hmm. seemed like an all-around good guy. He was 70 whenever he was killed. Um, whenever the story first broke, there was a... Within the community, people couldn't understand what had happened. They just assumed it was something to do with a, an addict who, who'd become upset. Everyone was pretty shocked whenever it turned out to be his uh, his friend. Okay. But, yeah, that's but it. How did that work? Because it didn't sound like they like had a timeline or even a body before until this happened they, they didn't release who they'd arrested they just knew they were interviewing oh, him okay okay it's gotcha, um gotcha. unlike i mean that's sensible the, and good yeah thing. unlike corinne rainey's case where they immediately said we have a sole and prime suspect <laughs> of blah 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 they really yeah. they kept their mouths shut and they just got on with the investigation which is better yes. yeah but um when the story first broke really people weren't so sure Huh. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. She, um, Jane, you can still visit her in Brighton Seafront and still go and get your um, your tarot card reading. And mm. was it one one pound a minute? Ish, yeah, more yeah. or less, yeah. Um, I don't know if she does discounts if you go in for longer, but I don't think they do the extra cards. So, mm. um, but she 
she's a nice dog who I showed you a picture of earlier. That was her oh, dog. That was her yes. dog. That the was... dog with the crystal ball. Yeah, she has the crystal ball on the table that she does the tarot card readings. She doesn't use it for anything other than getting her into the right mindset for it. Mm-hmm. And dog is all, almost um, always curled up on the floor near her. Hmm. And she also does kayaking lessons, if that's more your thing. Hey. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that's our good friend Jane. The clairvoyant who managed to solve a murder, but not by predicting the future. No, but I mean, still, she provided a she reading that caused the person to confess and then calmly just go through everything. So I mean, you should just fun. do death card and murder card, death card and justice card and... Devil card every for reading. everyone who walks in who looks a bit sketchy. <laughs> well, then we're getting into the profiling, and that's not the you know fancy FBI profiling, but the uh, horrible profiling. Oh, um, I'm just thinking, pretty much anyone who walks through the door and isn't, you know, super upbeat. <laughs> if you're going in with any kind of sadness, then yeah. I think most people who go to those things are. You know, they go in there looking for answers, right? They go in there because there is a problem. Or confirmation sometimes. Of if there is a problem? No, no more confirmation that they're either have made the right decisions or the decision they're planning on but not sure to go through with is the right one or things like that. Do you think? I, you know what, I... um, I can think of one person I know who's really into it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I told you that she came out and said to me, she had a message for you. And I'm like, what oh, do you mean? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she said she had a message for Anna and this is what she said. And da, 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 da. And I'm like, really? How, how did she get my name? And the whole, the whole, I'm just super skeptical. But what I didn't tell you is my mum also went. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm so alarmed because I feel like this is something that my mom stands against all the psychic readings and stuff. But she went whenever she was in her 20s and she said most of the stuff came through. She's hmm. a whole big list of things. Oh. But it's kind of too personal to get into on air. But, fair um, enough, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, some of it was very compelling. But I think if I went into an hour long session mm. 20 years ago or more um, on what my future was going to hold. I would remember all the things that came through as well. Like, it oh, sorry, yeah, came yeah, through. The, um, what's it called? The confirmation bias thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. It's like, oh, she knew that I would have two cats and she knew that I would be a successful, I don't know. Podcastier. Yeah. <laughs> she could see the success in the microphone in my future. And, oh, yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think she, the the one my mum went to even said that she would have two kids. She'd have a boy and a girl and hmm. all sorts of stuff. But I don't know. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to experience it. Mm. We can set up a reading. <laughs> I, um. I, the whole thing freaks me out a little bit as well. <laughs> um, feel free to write to us and tell us about your uh, successful stories. We could do with something a bit more compelling than what we've come across. Oh, definitely. Uh, if you have more stories, we would love to have a look at them uh, and retell them if need be. Uh, need, needs the wrong word. You know what I mean. Um, do you want me to tell you about the the side story or shall we have a drink and then I'll tell you about the naked person? Well, I'm curious about the naked person. I think we can take that over a drink, though. Yeah, we can take that over Because it feels 
we haven't made a drink in ages. Shall we look into our crystal bowls? Indeed we shall. Okay, let's go make a drink. (laughs) (laughs) So, So. let's give it a jingle. (laughs) It's a big one. So please introduce your very, very big and... um, well, I'm tempted to say, you know, round and spherical and impressive and staring into the guiding void of the answers and psychicness and whatnot. I think I'm call, go, going to call it the mystic balloon or the mystic ball. What do you reckon? Oh, mystic ball is quite good. Mystic ball is good. I, I know balloon confers a sense of adventure that I was really on board with, but um, no, I'm, I'm good with mystic ball. Mystic ball. Um, <laughs> it is a house of balls yogurt liqueur with blueberry and lemon juice and yours has a little bit of parfait more to give a nice little perfect perfect to give a nice <laughs> little purple uh swirl and mine has a little bit of creme de cassis to add a little bit of i guess pinky red swirl mm-hmm. but yeah that's our cocktail for tonight it looks massive and i'm very tempted to try it try it cheers cheers Oh, that was just a that thud. That was solid. <laughs> Whoa. It's really good, right? Like really crisp and fresh. Mm-hmm. Like I do like, weirdly enough, the yogurt liqueur thing. Um, but no, this was really, really refreshing. It's based on a cocktail called a Balls Cheesecake. Ah. It's <laughs> good. I've mm. had that one, but I mean, this one is... Like, in spite of all the creamy whiteness, it is it tastes less creamy. No, there's a lot more lemon juice in it, and there's mm. a lot more fruit uh, liqueur in it. Hmm. I think we have a winner. I think we do, too. Mm. I think this might be my favorite yet. I like sour things. This is really nice, and it's sweet as well. Mm-hmm. But not too <laughs> sweet. Yeah. I really like this one. I'm still a very big fan of the, um, what was the sailor's name again? Oh, I can't remember now. Sailor, something with a J? Mm. Oh, the Sailor Jerry one? We didn't yes. do Sailor Jerry, did we? Uh, no, it wasn't with Sailor Jerry, but we named it something like Jerry's Last Voyage or something like that. Yeah. Um, that that one good. I was a big fan of. Mm. I'm making all sorts of noises for some reason. <laughs> um, there was a story I said I would tell you about during this. Um, oh, yes, please share. Okay. Um, this was quite a... A strange one that I found. Oh, with naked people. With naked people. No, I remember. Yes. Well, <laughs> naked person is is the big kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in 1994. Um, police were alerted by a motorist report of a naked woman on the US 50, if if that's a motorway or something. Hmm. Um, they went out to investigate, but they couldn't find a naked dandering woman. But what they did find was in the exact same location, they found a car that had gone off the road hmm. and there was a three-year-old boy inside um, next to his dead oh. mother's body. Oh. And she'd been there for five days. Huh. And he um, was suffering from dehydration, hypothermia. I can imagine. He turned blue and he also had, I think, um, poison oak or something, like rash all over him. Um, Weirdly enough, he was also naked. um, And they find one of his shoes outside the car a little bit further down the road. So 
Yeah. Okay. Wait. So the the dead woman was actually naked in the car as well. No, the the dead no. woman wasn't wasn't naked. So the naked oh, okay. woman they never ever find. Oh, okay. So okay. the naked woman, um, if you're into this, the theory is the mother as a ghost hmm. wandered around the roadside naked, trying to get attention of passing motorists to to get someone there for her son, and uh, the the kid survived. Hmm. That but is impressive. Like five days. Five like you days. mentioned, the dehydration would be almost lethal by that stage but But yeah how old was the kid you said three he said there was a tree lying on his mummy and he couldn't open the door how sad is that that is sad um the the mother probably died instantly her name was christine scoobish hmm but yeah poor kid um, but I was re- hoping for something happier with nakedness, but uh, apparently not. Um, do I have any other happy stories? Don't think so. Nope. Nope. Nothing else. Well, it is crime after all, so. Yeah. We will focus the happy on our lovely, lovely drink. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's been all right, though, for a Tuesday. It has, it has. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm... I'm loving the drink, and I'm also loving the size of the drink because, well, normally they go quite fast. But I'm yeah, I'm sipping here. And, mm. You're getting through it quite nicely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we should make these again. Yeah, true. It's a good use of these new glasses. <laughs> this is reminding me of frozen yogurt. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Instead of a cheesecake, this is more of the um, Froyo dessert thing. Yeah. But it's not super, super sweet. Mm. I like it. Well, thank you for tuning in this week, I think. Yes, thank you for joining us. And um, next uh, next episode will be Friday, as per usual. And we will be... We will not deal with more psychics, possibly. But we will be heading towards the generally... Paranormal, iffy, yeah, yeah, mysterious things that happen that can't really be explained. I actually, I have no idea what you're doing. I'm kind of curious. Um, (laughs) I am worried mine's not going to be up to par. I like mine, but um, no, mine mm. is both mystical and mysterious and very, very gruesome. Oh, really? Mm. Okay, well, we know who's going first right away. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I've been going first a lot. I I thought I was, like, at the back too often at the start, but now I'm, you know, uh, I need to balance it. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, true, true. What's, what's the one we're doing the week after? Do you remember? I do not remember. Mm. So we'll have to record that next week and see how it goes. Oh, wow. And the rain is really pouring. It's time to go. You know, it's crying. It's not going to get to listen to our podcast anymore. So we need to. Oh. The sky is crying for us. Yeah. Goodbye for our listeners. Have a good week. (laughs) Goodbye and have a brilliant week. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. me in awe. Aww. Aww. Well, not awe, but no. that too. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs>